The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 79 of the Blockbuster Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And this time we are going to be talking about Doctor Strange, the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe the entry. Phase 3, right? Chapter I believe two. so. <laughs> yes, I, I think. I would have to correct. go look at that infographic that they released <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. Yes, so first off though, do get a hold of us on Twitter at blokebusters, com slash blokebusters. I will, okay, I want to say I promise I'll be better with that, but I can't at this point. For those of you that listened to the previous one, or didn't listen to the previous one, yes, I now have a baby in the house, and therefore time on the computer sorting all of these things out is uh, dramatically reduced. <laughs> the priority is to teach the baby to edit. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then all sorts of time will be open to you. Uh, I'll get even a special little chair so I can just have the little baby at there. <laughs> get already just a little editing bay. She'll be fine. Yeah, there you yeah. go. All right, uh, we are on Instagram, kind of, and at Blokebusters. You can email us, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com if you want to do long form there. And we have a website, blokebusters.webs.com. Again, I will try and keep that updated as best I can. Currently not on LinkedIn. Yes, no. And I think that will remain the same. Yeah. <laughs> we have no plans for being LinkedIn. No. <laughs> yes, uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're quite business savvy enough to really get that sorted. Or Tumblr. I don't think we tumble. No, yes, we, we are not uh, not, not the tumbling people. Okay. Uh, um, so, well, <laughs> I, I guess I'll start with the nuts and bolts and then we'll yes. figure out what this film is about. Okay. So, directed by Scott Derrickson, who has done horror. Mm. Pretty much exclusively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, interesting choice. And a budget of $165 million. At the very least, that is the production budget. I don't, can't speak crazy for, high budget. <laughs> can't speak for <laughs> advertising for and all that. Yeah. I mean, I personally think that Marvel probably has its own advertising budget entirely separate of all the production budgets. No, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. And a box office worldwide, and this is, Interesting to note because it has been out in America for three days out of this mm. point, and yet it has been out in most of the rest of Europe for at least a week and a half, I think. Mm. So it's, it had more time overseas, mm. and it is roughly $325,389,000. So it has done relatively well, and I'm sure will continue to do so. So, yeah. what is this film about, then, Brian? What is this film about? Okay, well, I had a little nugget, uh, a surprise nugget I want to get into in a moment. But okay. before that, uh, a former neurosurgeon embarks on a journey of healing only to be drawn into the world of the mystic arts. Uh, a very on-the-surface kind of description of yes. happenings. I would also um, 
point out that he is not exclusively a neurosurgeon, I think. He, he doesn't just deal with the brain, he's also... He passed on working on someone's spine because mm. he felt there was absolutely yeah. no way it would be so, of any use. Just, so he's just a very gifted yeah, I don't know surgeon. how medically accurate that is that you're going to do neurosurgery and also... Yeah. I mean, definitely uh, a consult, I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely consult mm-hmm. on that, but... Uh, but yes, the, the, <laughs> the best or whatever. Yes. You want to call. He, he um, is a fantastic... He is the Sherlock of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> not the Khan? Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not the Khan. Because <laughs> he is not so advanced that he has the technology to fix it at a whim, at least okay. at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, I would say definite. One of the things I I do feel a little sorry for with Benedict Cumberbatch in that he will continue to play roles like this for some time I feel yeah and but, particularly this one as well <laughs> but it, it's, it's roles like the imitation game that give me hope yes definitely he w- oh he was so good now. anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yes uh, we all love butterscotch cucumber <laughs> that yes. is my newest uh, name for him um but were you aware sir that this was a 1978 TV movie <laughs> I you know I think I'd heard that there was a previous iteration of some kind but yes I had to look into this because I was fascinated um in this he was a psychiatrist uh, bec- okay. becomes the new sorcerer of Supremo there and has to battle an evil sorceress from the past, whatever. Um, but <laughs> it features Jessica Walter. Um, it, Archer okay. fans, you know who Jessica Walter is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Archer. Um, that's how you get ads. Uh, and also Clyde Kus- Kusatsu, who is Admiral Nakamura from Next Gen. If, huh. um, so there's a little Star Trek um, connection there. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. So yeah, he, that was like six, seven years or something he played that. But yeah. um, yes, and the t- titular role played by Peter Hooten, who I have no idea who that is. Uh, Hooten. <laughs> Hooten. You heard I, me. I like that name. <laughs> Hooten. That was yes. a good name. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, check that out if you're so inclined. <laughs> yeah. Let us know how it is. If I, it's worth our time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I do think I would. What am I watching it? But anyway, back to this movie. Uh, hand. Um, <laughs> so, we want to run through the real quick yeah, starring well, players. Well, here. obviously, we've mentioned Mr. Cumberbatch mm-hmm. as Dr. Stephen Strange, and we've got Chiwetel Ejiofor as Carl Mordo. pronunciation. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I've been practicing again. <laughs> yes. uh, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. Mm-hmm. Benedict Another Wong Benedict, yes. as Wong. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got creative there. Yes, he... Our, one of our favorite characters from The Martian, probably. Yes, I Although, I, I did find it a little strange that like, he, possibly the only, like, really important Asian character in the entire film is just called Wong. Like, it's a, a well, little. That is the character, it, right? It is the character. Yeah, that is that the name? Yeah. That, the that is the name of the character. However, mm-hmm. They could have just made him one of the other Asian characters <laughs> from it. Uh, okay. We'll get whatever. into the casting uh, yeah, hopefully right. in just a moment. But uh, so, who do you got next? Uh, uh, yeah, it's got Mads Mikkelsen as Caecilius. And for those of you that want to know how that is spelled, that is K-A-E-C-I-L-L-I-U-S. And I swear they changed the pronunciation at some point in the film. But I, I couldn't be bothered to look up any uh, other way of yeah. saying it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> of course, the wonderful Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, 
in the comics, the ancient one is male and a very old elderly man. He, yeah, well, I he, guess we he can has get lived for right so now. long. Yes. Yeah, um, I was. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I couldn't give a shit uh, if it was male or female in the comics mm-hmm. because I thought that. As, and I know this is kind of going mm-hmm. somewhat counter to my argument against, say, uh, Scarlett Johansson as the major and the guys in the shell film. But yeah, I felt that as long as they're able to give a good performance, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if they're male or female, it's like just be a good ancient one. And I thought well, she did quite well. Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess we'll just get into this right now because, um, I knew when the casting, or when it was revealed that she was the ancient one, there was a lot of public outcry as is the norm now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so not just because of, like, the male to female, or whatever, but the so called whitewashing, yes, yes, exactly, of Hollywood. Um, <laughs> and Marvel, uh, studios did put out a, a response which I thought was well worded and very well thought out. As saying they, they always, you know, essentially strive for diversity and things like that. And they, they viewed the ancient one as a title, yeah, uh, Dread Pirate Robert style, not so much as a, as a particular person. Um, and this film does have quite a lot of diversity in it. Um, yes. And Chiwetel and Wong and, you know, so forth. Um, and I'm, for one, I'm happy to see one of the most amazing actresses, uh, <laughs> or actors, um, in this role and, to have a strong female in that lead, um, yeah. so I really had no issue with it. Uh, no, yeah, I, I thought yeah. she did really well in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always, ever since the very first time I ever saw her in something, which was actually Constantine, uh-huh. where she plays, uh, I believe it's uh, the Archangel Michael, uh, and uh, I may be wrong, but yeah, ever since I first saw her, I just kind of felt she was one of those people that was just sort of had that off look to her. Like just, Certainly just, just a little, extremely unique. Yeah. Yes, and uh, so yeah. like, it like, it's definitely kind of fun to see her like, really <laughs> give off some good performances. Have you seen Hail Caesar yet? I have not. And she also, is fantastic in that. Oh, Even though I wasn't an overall great fan of that film, right? Um, I loved her in it. Yeah. yeah I, and um, what's the, the, the train? Why am I blanking with Chris Pine? What is it? Oh, completely biking on yeah, the Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, it, they, and the, best, the saddest thing is the babies taste the best. <laughs> uh, there are some weird lines in that movie. God yeah. fucking damn it, was the name of that goddamn movie? I know. It, it's one word it's as well. Right on Snowpiercer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll say, my, uh, my favorite role of hers... Stay off the aneurysm for a moment. Yeah, my, my favorite role of hers up till now is probably in Moonrise Kingdom because mm-hmm. uh, just fantastic uh, social services there yeah. but yes it, this mm-hmm. was just really well done did you, oh, do you have any other on the cast list I had one more name uh, there's a couple on here but there's not two big characters uh, Michael Stolberg yeah, exactly I wanted to mention him I love him as Nicodemus West. Dr. West, yeah. Yes, a, um, a really interesting name. Boardwalk Empire fans will know him as Rothstein. He was incredible on that show <laughs> as Rothstein. Uh, uh, yeah. He plays I a rival surgeon. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like him as an actor. I think he's a more, sorry, Joaquin, a more intellectual Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There. 
I don't know if that's a fair criticism, but I don't know. Um, more cerebral, perhaps. Right. Uh, okay. And the only other name I have is uh, Bendit Cumberbatch as Dormammu as well. <laughs> so, oh. yes, he played a dual role in this kind of like he did in the Hobbit films. Because he was both, obviously, Smaug and Sauron in the Hobbit films. And for those of you that are like, Sauron? Who was he in the Hobbit films? <laughs> he was the really shadowy guy that was like the uh, Wraith King-like mm. thing that you kind of saw. Mm. In the weird, white, dark shadow realm thing that Galadriel wards off. Mm. That actually is Sauron, but he's known as the Necromancer in that time period. And yes, yeah, so that's oh, enough... That's enough geeking about talking. <laughs> How about we get into geeking. the Doctor Strange world? Yeah. Um, any so, uh, particular jumping off points you'd like to uh, well, go into? Or? Well, sure. Can we just say that this film is aptly named? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I was have... so close, I didn't want to tip it. Uh, as is, if uh, I, I we got to assume at some point, yes, this might be someone's first episode. So, <laughs> yes, we talk about spoilers. Um, another big thing to p- mention is that Paul and I don't really discuss the film until we start recording. Yes. Um, <laughs> on rare instances, we might somewhat give kind of a short text, uh, kind of that kind of points a direction in how we're feeling. Yes. Um, the one I really wanted to send you after I saw it yesterday was... Hmm. Dot dot dot. <laughs> After <laughs> I saw it, and I thought, and I was going to put just a clue to my yes. <laughs> review. Fair enough. <laughs> so, hmm, yeah. is where I am right now. Well, now I will say that people might say I've led a boring life. I have never <laughs> had any form of drug outside of like you know, medically given in a hospital <laughs> type situation and. For those of you to say, well, alcohol is a drug. I don't really drink that much. Either. So, yeah, have yourself a cider once a month. Right. No. <laughs> so, if we need to go in further, no psychedelics, no anything like that. No. Mm. Yeah. Boring. Not, yeah, <laughs> get off the stage. Uh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> you suck. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, and and it's not necessarily through any like you know. I think all drugs are bad. It's just a. Mm. Uh, a never had for you. Yeah, I, I've never felt the need, and also never been around someone saying, "Hey, do you want to do some drugs?" He's Thanks. pleasant enough on his own, folks. Yes, <laughs> yes my charming personality. No <laughs> yes, I, I get by purely on my looks and personality alone. It's, I mean, and those are in spades, <laughs> both folks. Um, yes, little teeny tiny ones that you get on the beach with the buckets. Uh, yes. So, so yes, yeah, so I have never been under the influence uh-huh. of any of those but uh, and watching this I film guess, yeah, I'm guessing where are you going with this <laughs> yeah, so there's about a two and a half minute long sequence where I fairly I certain that, <laughs> that I'd never need to take LSD in my life because <laughs> you've got <laughs> you've got bits where Bendit Cumberbatch's hand you see his fingers which are growing hands and then the and fingers on those are growing hands and it's just turning into uh-huh. fractals and so and it, I I'm a very visual guy when it comes to these things. Anyone that has listened to many episodes of this will know at this point. And yeah, I can understand why someone would be overwhelmed by this film because really? there's so many cool visuals. Mm-hmm. And anyone that hasn't heard this yet, whatever, Christopher Nolan read the original Dots of Strange comics and got 
inspiration to make Inception. And yes, no people have, watching yes, this film... You're spoiling my Inception notes, but yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> people watching this film, not knowing that, might go, they ripped off Inception. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, other way around, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just uh-huh. now seeing this, this version yes, of uh, it. Yes, chronologically, yes, that is how the films came out, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was trippy. For, uh, to, to say the least, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, huh. And, yeah, I, I had no issue with it, it, with the exception of the fact that I could... I think some people would say that that scene went on way too long, but obviously, mm-hmm. while that whole thing's going on, you get that narration from the Ancient One and mm-hmm. also a little bit of story building in there, so... As the film went on, I realized just how important that whole thing was. So I, I kind of came more yes. around to I, it. I'm wondering, and we're, I'm jumping ahead just in Go ahead. terms of the podcast. I'm jumping ahead if I should recuse myself from rating this because I think it warrants a second watch. Okay, well, it's, it's, I will give a rating. Don't worry, but yeah. but I wonder. I just want to give that kind of caveat out there okay. that I don't know if I <laughs> fully understand. And everything enough to give a rating. Okay. Um, yeah, well, but that, I will do my best when that time comes. All right. Um, well, that actually kind of leans into then something that I felt was really cool and that I, I really enjoyed, which is that this film isn't just a regular Marvel action film. No. This, this film... Yeah really took pains to build this world and to really mm-hmm. give you everything you need for any future Doctor Strange appearances mm-hmm. and also setting really setting up because Doctor Strange doesn't believe, as you may have heard in the trailer, doesn't believe in chakras or fairy tales about mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And this film went to great pains to show you that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't one of those things where it says, "Yeah, no, obviously this is all real." It's just the the idea that the reality that you know might not necessarily be all there is. Which I I'm a big fan of, like it's kind of multiverse theory and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that they didn't, for the most part, dumb everything down. They just put it out there, like. <laughs> This is Doctor Strange. This is what happens in Doctor Strange. So I was a little worried going in that they might kind of just gloss over some of the things. They might just kind of make it easier for everyone to watch. And obviously there's a lot of the the Marvel staple in there of like the, the jokes that undercut the tension and mm. things like that. But it was so well done <laughs> and uh, I I applaud them for using the story well in this one okay <laughs> what do you Fair think <laughs> um, well to that uh, did, for his highly skeptical the, meaning Doctor Strange of yes. course character um, for someone that you know science is king science is everything mm-hmm. um, didn't you find he 
He jumped on board very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> very quickly with the angel one. He's like, no, you're, what did you put in the tea? What yeah. did you, what did you, okay, I'm tripping balls right now. What, whatever's <laughs> happening. Um, and then, uh, show me one more time. Okay, what do I need to do? Yeah. <laughs> Get involved in this. Yeah. Like, really on board immediately. Um, how skeptical are you if you're going to fold that easily? <laughs> I, that the LSD theory doesn't apply no, to the second yes. experience <laughs> I, uh, where he's floating around in space or whatever? Yeah. I believe that what's happening, what we're seeing is he's reached his end point. Like, mm. he wants these hands to be back mm. to where they were. He's met this guy that is walking and it's not possible. Like, he cannot, he should not be able to walk under any circumstances. And here he is playing basketball. Mm. And so this guy says, this is where you go. Like, you may not like it. This is where you need to go. And he goes there. And, you know, he is very scared. Like, you know, I don't believe in this, that, and the other. And then he ends up going on this thing. And I think that just going through it and fi- finally seeing something that pushes what he believes in. Mm-hmm. Will, and it, I think it's enough for him to be like, this might work. And I'm willing to, like, <laughs> I'm willing to do it. And I, I did like that you saw the trailer moment of him just going you know teach me and there was just teach me there was just no out to go on yeah. bike and then cue I'm sorry but it's one of my least favorite tropes in films the waiting outside the door till they let you in trope. yeah I hate it I'm yeah I, it, I just there's no way around it I hate it yeah no, that's fine <laughs> I, really I do bugged me. I mean I get it because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. Like Richard Gere, I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> um, although that sounded more like Chris Farley. <laughs> I was actually going to say, was it not? <laughs> I'm starving here. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, but yes, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there really is no other course of action for the narrative to take at that point. Yes, because um, if she had just said yes, then it wouldn't quite have worked, especially given what we end up learning about the Asian one. Like, yes, it's just a matter of fact that I hate that trope, and yes, I know they had to use it, yes. pretty much. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of ways around it. But Yeah, I, I mean, I ended up watching this with my dad, and he, when we came out of it, he was saying that he found it very formulaic, and it's like, it is a Marvel film. There's a <laughs> they formula. They do follow the formula. Uh, yes, yeah, so, and yeah, funny side story. Uh, Paul and his dad and I saw, uh, actually bumped into each other in the theater parking lot. Yes, uh, no plans, no talks of what time we were seeing these shows. No, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm driving my dad <laughs> down there, and it's like, oh, we're seeing this one. And so I just turned left into the car park. I was like, that's Brian. Brian's car. But yeah, so that, that was a little uh, randomness. Yeah. Um, a, a little something strange before the film. Yeah, not quite ready to reveal that I saw it a little differently than you, but yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to get into, well, overall, um, I mean, might be a silly question, but Benedict's uh, Cumberbatch, that is, not yes. Wong, Um <laughs> his performance, did, uh, as far as him being in a Marvel film and what we're used to seeing from him, did you... Were you happy with the performance? Do you think it was lacking in anything? Was it better than you were expecting? The only annoying thing I I had watching it, and I understood why it was there, but I still found it annoying mm-hmm. because of who Bender Cumberbatch is and what we know about him. That accent. Mm-hmm. 
Why did he have to have that accent? Why, why did he have to have that <laughs> I mean, fa- fair enough. The, the character is American. I get mm-hmm. it. He lives yeah. and works in New York. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch should have been made to do the accent, especially since there were a couple of times where it kind of wanes a little bit as he's, as he's going through some of his sentences, or it comes in a bit too heavy mm-hmm. as he's doing it. Especially the trailer moment of the, like, chakras. A little heavy, a little heavy handed there. (laughs) Uh, but aside from that, I, I felt he did, and this isn't just because we really like Man of Combat. I felt he did a really good job at portraying this guy who is having to completely change everything. (laughs) He's in this world that, as far as he knew, and as far as he believed, like couldn't exist, and now he's living entirely in that. And then, I, I think one of my favorite interplays in the entire film is between him and his cape. Like I, I kind of I enjoyed, and those of you that maybe have seen the film but don't know anything about the comics or anything like that, Doctor Strange has his cape, which is a cape of levitation. Sentient. Uh, yes, it is sentient. Uh, not shown in the film, but it is capable of letting the user fly at up to 25 miles an hour. I don't know. Very, uh. I don't know very... why the limitation there. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just yeah, trying to the... catch up to a speeding car and you can't quite do it. Yeah, hello! Excuse me. It's a very um, acceptable, normal range. Let's not go crazy with things. 25. Yeah. Uh, Let's but... keep things safe in the suburbs, folks. Just, yeah. Yeah, so at least if he bumps into someone, he doesn't kill them. He just, <laughs> just, just breaks a breaks a leg or something. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it, it is sentient. It is capable of deflecting a fair number of attacks, and also later in the comics, it is capable of acting out its owner's will, even when not with its owner. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that one takes a little bit of time to do. So. Obviously, that doesn't happen in the film. Yeah. But the... I felt that the interplay between that was a good way of also showing him coming to accept his powers. Because right at the beginning, when he's using the his powers during his first fight, and then he ends up getting the cape, and he's, he is struggling with the cape, fighting against it. And then once he's kind of come to understand a bit more and come to... like realize this is what he needs to do and then the him and the caper much more in sync mm-hmm. i thought that was a nice kind of visual <laughs> thing there and a nice way of getting that across as well as just showing him yeah growing they had a different take on the cape i thought it was used goofy? as well <laughs> a little a little goofy a little cheesy and uh just too used as a panacea just Every like making up or just compensating for his lack of knowledge or abilities at that time, I and mean, just any dangerous situation was immediately resolved by the cape, <laughs> uh, and, and, and that happened multiple times in, in that uh, second act. 
Uh, yeah, I, I can... Yeah, so, I was like, okay, yeah, the cape's gonna save the day. It, it, it's a cape. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the one good bit, I guess, he's really trying to go one direction, and the cape really wants to <laughs> yeah. go the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get this cape. No! You <laughs> won uh, It did get it almost to the Family Guy level of, okay, they're really playing this joke too <laughs> yeah. long. Um, yeah, it's three or four times, right? Yeah, and they're like, okay, it's like, yeah, that rule of funny. Like, it was, okay, we're kind of going past the three. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just distracted by my iTunes screensaver because there were three copies of Sully up there. And now they're, now they're just, but I don't know why there are multiple copies. You can cut this out. Or leave it in, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to leave it in. But I'm very fast. There were three. Where are the trades fighting? Like, why do they have three copies of Sully there? I don't know. That was very Maybe they really want you to watch Sully. I don't know. <laughs> okay. No. no. Okay. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Hanks. Right. I'm good on that one. <laughs> back to Dr. And we're back. Yes. Dr. Strange. Anywho. So that was Benedict. Rachel McAdams I would like to talk about briefly. Okay. She is pretty much the uh, the lowest a la BVS in this. Um, I yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'm really yes, we had Tilda in this, but I'm I'm kind of sick. I like yes, I admit I am not familiar with the comics, so I don't know how true these performances or relationships are 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 true or to that source material. Well, I can tell um, you right now that they are not a couple we, in the comics. Okay, um, but why are you going to get a big name actress like her and? Yeah, I'm not always a fan of hers. Yeah, she does a lot of the rom-coms or whatever. Um, but I do think she is a very capable actress. And I feel like she was so underutilized in this. There's just a couple <laughs> handful of scenes. I wanted to see... If you're going to hint at a relationship between them, show me more. Otherwise, yeah. just keep it professional. Or, yeah, we had something in the past. But for them to have this interest in each other and then just so haphazardly explored... Yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know. She, I, I wanted more scenes with her, um, other than just the bit jokes of him coming in shot or bringing someone or stabbed or bringing someone else in that was stabbed. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't. I don't know. Yeah, to, I, I just wasn't happy with what I was given there. Well, to to link it to Sherlock, actually, I kind of felt like she was almost the Molly Hooper mm, of yeah. this film. Where it's just. She she turned up when she was required. Exactly. Or something. Yeah, that's, that's probably a better yeah better depiction there, better uh, parallel. Yeah, and at the very least, like Molly Hooper is fleshed out over the over mm. the show. And again, show and, and to be there. fair, she has multiple episodes to be fleshed out in. Yeah, um, so maybe what will happen mm-hmm. is she'll come more into her own mm-hmm. in future. But the problem is, like can't see where they would make room for her. See, like, even I think, like, Pepper Potts was more well-developed, or yeah. well-developed than... No, definitely. Well, she, she was also a stronger character. Well, a stronger mm. person. Yes, and, and yes, it true, had more of a, um... Central role. Yeah, central role, and more of a responsibility to, you know, Tony, yeah, what am I saying, transformation or whatever, you know, just, uh, she was a little more closely involved, but... Um, yeah, and it, she seemed to exist only to have... Benedict Cumberbatch end up mm-hmm. needing someone to apologize mm-hmm. to and to say the things that he ends up realizing are true, even though at the time he didn't believe it. Like, she mm-hmm. literally, I think she's almost a MacGuffin in this. Well, she's not the MacGuffin, but she's a MacGuffin, which leads to transformation. That's about it. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, uh, it was a shame that someone of her 
extensive acting chops ends up mm-hmm. in a bit role. Right. Yeah, well, it, it was really kind of a newcomer's type of role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would have... Well, I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been a while since I've seen it, but the geeky girl from the first Thor... Like, oh, um, Kat Dennings. I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. I, so, uh, obviously not Natalie Portman, <laughs> but Kat no. Dennings, yeah. Yeah, so okay. I, I, I consider Kat Dennings' character to be a bit more geeky than... Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, almost that kind of level mm-hmm. of just like, yeah, well, why don't we just like, get someone in, they'll turn up again later, and... But, yeah, so... Uh, oh, well. I, I think... <laughs> like, I would say that probably one of the biggest missteps of this film is uh, a couple of the characters kind of fall by the wayside. They, uh. they did, uh, yeah, try to introduce a lot, um, <laughs> which I'm trying to limit the BVS, BVS comparison, <laughs> but where so much was thrown at you for, you know, what is essentially an origin story here. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get to my, one of my main criticisms, uh, the names, <laughs> they are so, I mean, as the title suggests, strange. <laughs> yeah. uh, they come so quickly, and with zero to little introduction of who these people are, um, you know, almost like, uh, uh, and certainly this is much better than X-Men Apocalypse, but <laughs> much in the way where characters are just kind of, okay, this is this character, and or ignore that, we're just going to go on to another part of the story now. Yeah. Um, I think haphazardly and just kind of rampantly introduced, like, and just not easy names to kind of get hold of. You have Cassilius and what was the the other Benedict Cumberbatch role? The uh, uh, Dormammu. Dormammu Mordo. Now it took me half the movie to figure out she would tell was Mordo. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's Mordo? Yeah. You keep talking about him when he's not in the room. Mordo. I, I say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have, hey, I have hey, seen. What a great thing! I don't need a literal. Hey, this is Mordo, everybody. Yeah. But <laughs> or, or, Mordo, come here. Or, Something like that. All the monks have a name tag. Hi, my name. Is... <laughs> that would have been helpful. Uh, you know, I don't hate the idea, Paul. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. Did you have any of that issue? kind of following the narrative with with that uh, context of I, I mean if you're not familiar with the material if you haven't read the comics I it's know. a lot to take in and it, it definitely is and there were a couple of times where I was like okay what was his name again yeah but I I did feel like I wasn't too lost and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it speaks to what I'm like as a person as well <laughs> but I didn't feel like I necessarily needed to re- remember the character's name most of the time like especially mm-hmm. the main bad guy <laughs> and see, I, I'm see? Yeah. blanking out right now but like, I, I didn't need to remember his name because uh-huh. they say it so often in the film yeah. that is, and the second they say it you say oh yeah that's him but so I was just more focused on where where the plot was going and mm. how they were using some of the stuff in it like I I kind of want to talk about just for a second the use of technically time travel in this film I mean the use of time bending yeah. I would say more than time travel but I thought that was fantastic mm. like the, you have him being able to rewind time to start with, it's with an object. 
because he does it with an apple and then he does it with the page of a book and you find out what he's doing is actually kind of altering the past rather than change rather than going back in time because he's creating an alternate timeline which is kind of forbidden to mess with mm. with the exception of just that great line from Wong where he realizes what's going on and he's kind of rewind time like, yes I don't I know <laughs> look Lord of the Universe and all that and he just goes well, don't stop now <laughs> <laughs> it's been ruined for us so let's keep going yeah no. well, it was just one of the things when he said that line I was just like I think he realizes like well you're already you're already doing it <laughs> why, why not save everyone why are you doing it yeah um, um. but yeah they, it was a really cool premise that they did and uh, at the end of the film they're using the rewind to undo the breaking of the seal that brought mm. Dormammu to the this realm as it's called mm-hmm. and then him creating the time loop I thought was one of the best things in the film it was yeah one of my yeah one of my favorite <laughs> parts um, realizing when that first happened I, I mean you're like wow this film's ending differently well very <laughs> different well, I'm like whoa didn't they plan on more of these but he's gonna be stuck in this time loop forever yeah, uh, yeah but um, yeah cause it, and it, interesting it was, how that turned it was so well introduced mm-hmm. like, how, how long do you I mean do we think he, he did it just as long as like the film implies or what did that happen for a lot longer than we think like that could have take that could have happened technically for centuries I was saying I, I'm uh, I'm certain mm. that happened a lot like mm. Groundhog Day a lot. yeah yeah because we're shown maybe a, a dozen or so instances yeah um, it, it, like the very first one mm-hmm. he lands on the thing yeah. otherwise he's very impatient if he's yeah. like oh seriously 14 times now okay break it <laughs> I'm done I can't handle this this has been like 10 minutes of my life I'm not getting back <laughs> not that I understand what minutes are but <laughs> exactly <laughs> time has no concept um, but yeah so he, but yeah you, he you think he was doing realm. that for a very long time yeah, yeah he, he travels mm-hmm. to this realm to meet to meet and uh, negotiate with Dormammu in a realm mm-hmm. that there is no time and so he creates this time loop and you don't know that that's what he's done mm-hmm. to begin with and he lands and he's like yeah I'm I'm here to he doesn't say negotiate what does he say <laughs> like, it's something yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here to I'm here to something let's just say negotiate and then the man just dematerializes him with a mm-hmm. a laser and people that don't understand how these films work might be sitting there going, how's this film going to end? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah something's not quite right here. There's no more Doctor Strange. And then he lands and does it again. And you get that thing where he's like, yeah, uh, I'm here to deal. I'm here to deal or whatever it is. And he's like, what illusion is this? Mm-hmm. He said, no illusion. This is real. Mm-hmm. And so... You got that first thing of, oh, it was an illusion. And then it's like, no, okay. And then it happens again and again and again. And then it's explained. And, and then he knows how to play the piano. Yes. <laughs> and then he was able to save the kid falling out of the tree. Yeah, and all exactly. that. So, you never thank me. <laughs> yeah. I do kind of want to know if we watch Scandal Day now. <laughs> February uh, 2nd, coming up. All right. Ready to watch it. Uh, yeah, well, we may be uh, definitely getting some of those member berries out, and uh, <laughs> depending on the results of next week. Uh, 
But yeah, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> it, is, it is almost time for the election uh, uh, here in America. So we will be moving on. We'll be finding out what happens there. <laughs> in fact, this will be out. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks after, so uh, you guys will know before. Yeah, I congratulations, <laughs> hopefully, um, to my candidate of choice, which I'm not getting into. And personally, I welcome our new robot <laughs> robots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me be the first. <laughs> welcome our new robot overlords. Uh, all right. So anyway, I mean, should we go into the the essential plot of the film at all? I mean, did you have any? Issues there following essentially what this this spell is stolen from Mads Casilius Mickelson and yeah, uh, well, yeah. the the very very basic yeah, driving basic point plot. of this is that a spell has been taken from the ancient one tome mm-hmm. that will allow this guy who's gone rogue to summon the power from the dimension that the bag that the real bad guy is from and he wants to basically take the earth to that realm Mm -hmm. because when you're there you live forever there's no death (laughs) I wrote down I wrote down the plot as stolen spell rule world stop him (laughs) (laughs) I I, I would argue the rule world because I don't believe he has any real yeah I mean but you get the idea that that's the uh, not necessarily in this case but that's the that's the generic uh, yeah, the, the standard no. plot summary. Yeah. Um, yeah, can we talk about that first part there? This one, so um, could they up kind of increase the <laughs> library security, as in have library <laughs> security? Uh, so, uh, they have these books just in loosely bound chains. Um, yeah. uh, not to mention a fucking infinity stone <laughs> out in the open, not, yeah. <laughs> not protected. Well, not not the... not even commented on. Did anyone ever comment on that? Doctor Strange just took the Infinity Stone and started wearing it as is. No, no, the Ancient One never brought it up. Mordo never brought it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's just wearing the Infinity Stone. Yeah, and the, never brought up. I cannot believe that wasn't. No, the up. the only thing I can think of is the only time they see him wearing it is once the Ancient One has been stabbed. <gasps> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, not sure. Where they see him wearing it, like in the library, and they see him, yeah. Like, I I don't know. Well, I would, yeah, they like, t- they tell him not to wear it at yeah, that point. But, or takes it, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, that's like, it. <laughs> if you have a spell that can control time, maybe put that one in a safe. Yeah. That's all I'm well, saying. Especially given how <laughs> against him using any form of that they are, because yeah. it could unravel the mm-hmm. nature of time and so on and so forth. It's a very but, trusting library. <laughs> Just like, yes. I guess most are, but. <laughs> yeah, well. They don't expect you to steal the books. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna bring it back in three weeks. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> or you owe us a nickel. Yeah, I, uh, I did love that they have Stephen Strange talking about, you know, what, what are the late fees? Like, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wong. The dead faced Wong. Yes. I. Did you feel that the. And again, obviously, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that the laughter at the end was worth the wait? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I saw it coming. Like, yeah, he's going to break at some point. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like it. Like, it maybe the point was that it wasn't even the funniest joke. But it was just a, yeah, it's like a, a little sort of line they just said. And it's just ah, funny. 
That's, yeah, that's what that character, yeah. I don't know, yeah, it wasn't a huge payoff by any means for me, but, um, <laughs> I, I have somewhere I want to jump, but if you do first. No, no, uh, yeah. I also, as I alluded to earlier, um, we saw this in very, in different formats. Yeah, um, same cinema, different formats. Yes. Um, I, who, if you are a fan of the podcast, I saw this in 3D, and you know my feelings on 3D. Yes. Um, they are not good. <laughs> if you are new to the podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly, yeah. generically, they are not good. The, the um, fact that he mentioned to us that he was going to be seeing it in 3D was a shock to me when he said it because well, of his feelings. I figured with the type of story this is, with the surrealism and the, mm. just the, playing with reality I, I thought this if 3D was going to work this would be a good chance for it yeah um, that I would, and not to say it hasn't worked in the past you know certainly no. Avatar and other films have done yeah. it very well yeah it, it um, has to be done correct but yes but, but retrofitting it and for home viewing is bullshit and I, I'm going to retread a couple <laughs> I'm not going to go into the full rant don't no, worry yeah. uh, you can see any other episode for that oh, yeah, <laughs> or I, listen to any other episode for the full rant I, um, I don't need to, to yeah. get the I think it might be on Dread I think oh, Dread probably. might be the full rant <laughs> yes. the full rant rather because well, I, I believe that one I saw in 3D or we wasn't both it, saw Did wasn't it only together? released in 3D for a while oh, yeah. I think uh-huh. so slow motion <laughs> drug taking yay okay um <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, so if it doesn't fit the the narrative, I don't understand why every fucking action movie has to have it. Like, it's yeah. really, really stupid. Um, <laughs> that being said, I thought this would be a good chance for it to shine. Yes, um, there are definite moments in mm-hmm. it, especially with yeah. like, the spells showing up on uh-huh. the screen. I felt that if they focus on just kind of getting mm-hmm. the depth of field right, mm-hmm. then that so could be good. I will say the opening of the film. Um, like the first five minutes or so, and then the closing credits were absolutely phenomenal right. in 3D. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. The rest of the film, much like most of 3D, just was kind of by the wayside. Right. You, you start to not notice it after a little bit. You, you notice a little more depth in characters. Um, a little, you get a little more spatial dimension. Right. You know, you, you, you recognize distances and stuff a little better. Um, but to really showcase it, I mean, like in those inception type moments with the buildings flipping inside and it really didn't pop or do a whole lot for me. Really? Um, I didn't get the, like, the depth no. and stuff in there? No. Um, Ooh, as always, the, the part of 3D that might, <laughs> sadly surprises or amazes me the most are the trailer they show beforehand because yeah. <laughs> they really go up and like the credits they really spend time with those credit sequences um, and yes yeah, so those looked like I said uh, just utterly fantastic the rest of the film is just uh, yeah, it's, hmm. yeah. that being said I would if you have the opportunity I'd still recommend seeing it in 3D over, okay. over standard I <laughs> do think it helps more than it hurts right <laughs> um, I just wish it had helped more I <laughs> really wanted to see more of it I don't yeah, I don't know why there wasn't as much. Um, I'd be interested in. Obviously, I don't have a setup at home to do this, but I'd be interested in seeing it like down the line in yeah. 3D and seeing if maybe maybe I notice a couple of things or something. Yeah, a little different. But no, yeah. I mean, yeah, there were moments through the film where I noticed things, but it, 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 I was never wowed. I was never just, like, oh my god, that's. Beautiful. Um, yeah, visually I could rec- I recognize it was beautiful, but the 3D never really made a huge difference for me. Right. As far as most of the film went. Um, 
Which, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to shit on too much because, yeah, I'm still giving my recommendation for, three, for 3D here, which I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. I know. I don't talk it. Or, I, I am a little either. surprised. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it, it, for a few extra dollars, go ahead and see it in 3D. Um, <laughs> if, it, if you don't give a shit, go ahead and see it standard. You're not going to be missing too much. Right. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, some couple cool sequences at the beginning and end of the movie, essentially. But, uh, yeah, moving on from that. <laughs> um, in general, um, as these films go, I thought the effects were fantastic. And yeah. As we, I think we may have mentioned earlier, they should look fantastic at this point. For if you're spending 165 million dollars on a film, yes, um, in the MCU <laughs> in films, uh, they should look this good, and they do. Yeah, and the. The ones that dropped down, I think, were what the second Marvel film mm. had a little bit of lackluster stuff mm. there, and uh, I, I can't remember which the other one it might have been like, one of the Iron Man was like a, mm. just a little guy, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, that one was a really early one, so yeah. Since all of the standalones and all of those, they've been really. I think I think they've been really well timed out and. Working on it enough so that they're not rushing the final, uh, yeah. <laughs> the final exporting of mm-hmm. all of this stuff, because that a lot of the problems you run into with films these days is studios give you a timeline and they say, okay, this film is coming out on this date, mm-hmm. and so I don't believe there's been a single film in a long time that has ever wrapped on the day it was due to wrap. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, there's. I don't believe it's possible for everything to go right on every day of shooting. Well, no, yeah, no one could foresee all of the the bumps in the road. Yeah, I, with the exception of maybe like a clerk's type setup, <laughs> there's no way you could do that. And so, when it eventually gets to the graphics section, the editing bay, and all that, you're left with less time to finish it and. The problem is when it comes to graphics and things like that, time is the one thing you cannot skimp on. So yeah. you either have to fully render a not finished or not yeah. perfected and scene, <laughs> or yes. you have to perfect it and then not fully render it. Yes, you have no Infinity Stone to rewind the clock. And yes. Try again. <laughs> so it, it it is one of those things where you need to get it right, and I think Marvel have figured out the right amount of time for all of their films because so far with the exception of the opening of the Avengers the Mm -hmm. graphics have been Mm -hmm. pretty up there (laughs) and like as a comparison like like like, just think about like how rushed the third act of Suicide Squad felt like All of it, it's just like, oh shit, we got 50 more million dollars in our effects budget. Let's throw all these black bubbly guys in here. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's you, where you get good use of effects and you get that. That's where all of that went. And then they completely forgot to finish rendering those helicopters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, compare and contrast. Uh, uh, where do you want to go from here? I, I honestly don't know. I don't have any other notes written down. So do you um, have, uh, I, had just a couple more things um real quickly uh then i think we should probably wrap up but um the humor in this i thought was all right right um i don't know i know it's kind of becoming a staple of the marvel films i don't know if we needed it as much in this story i felt like sometimes it was forced well one thing and it was kind of a serious story like this 
this man's life is forever altered by not being able to do the only thing that he is truly brilliant at. Yeah. Um, maybe not the only thing, but the, <laughs> the one thing that pays <laughs> his lifestyle. Yes. Uh, for his lifestyle. Um, and I think you know, that lent it to be a little more serious story. And uh, the humor was very Ant-Man humor. Very, you know, just... I can, and I didn't see that for hit, that character. I can, and see. if that's in the comics, then by all means, that's fine. But well, that, that's what I was going gel. to say. In that, Marvel obviously know how to write the pretty much the perfect blend of seriousness and mm-hmm. humor and stuff like that. And where that comes from, at, you know, at least I, I think that's how we feel they've been doing mm-hmm. with these films. And on top of that. They're writing it the way that the comics are written. Like that, mm-hmm. there are all of these humorous moments, even in like the thicker battle, for instance. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the comics and in the latest Captain America film does not shut up. So a lot of the humor comes from him giving quick little off and asides and things like that. And a lot of the humor in comics especially the Marvel comics come from people genuine having genuine like odd re- little reactions mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I I fully was behind it I can understand why you would want less in at least some of this film mm-hmm. just because of the uh, as you say the, the very serious subject matter mm-hmm. but that is how a lot of people end up dealing with that sort of thing. And I I felt, uh, again, like his character doesn't do well with dealing with things. <laughs> and so I think once he started to, not necessarily accept, but once he started to start to deal with it, I think, again, like most comic book characters, the way that he starts to heal is to kind of, play with it a little bit <laughs> have those c- comedic moments in non-comedic mm-hmm. settings but uh, yeah I mean I, can, I feel like I'm doing Devil's Africa I can definitely see your point and I <laughs> like, I can see why people would think that I personally did not have an issue with it okay. so <laughs> fair enough <laughs> and kind of to that uh, counterpoint to that mm-hmm. um, just one last little silly thought here um <laughs> Was there any part of you um, that when Strange first pops up, it, or they call him sanctuaries or sancti- sanctums? Or um, sanctuaries? I, I, he's looking Whatever. for sanctuary, but, but I the, believe it is no, sanctum. Sanctum. So I yeah, believe like that double, is. Yeah. So when he first pops up at the London sanctum, was there any part of you that was hoping for I some want to dead- Baker Street? Uh... <laughs> Could you let me fucking finish it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I. You know what I really wanted? I wanted to have him come out and bump into. Why the hell am I blanking? <laughs> what the hell's the name? Come that on, is karma, bitch. Yes, it is. <laughs> come on, what the hell's the landlady's name? Nope, not gonna help you. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! 
<laughs> so yeah, anyway, I was going to say when he first pops up, it would have been nice to have some Deadpool meta goodness for him to look and see the address of 221B Baker Street. Um, but we know that already. Yeah, I, I, I knew I knew that would never happen. Like, I, I, I knew it wouldn't, but how incredible would that have been? <laughs> that been the best joke in the movie. It would have been. <laughs> or, or even just like, Eddie comes out and you just hear the music for a mm-hmm. second. And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there. Yes. Oh crap! What was it? No, Mrs. Why? <laughs> Why? <can I> Why? <laughs> All Why? right. Well, sorry, Paul. We were running out of time. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> to be added in the liner notes <laughs> or in the description. Yeah, is it? I know it's going to hit me the second I hit the <laughs> hit the stop button on this. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, yes. So. Rating? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I think you said that you're, um, you're gonna give a rating, but you're, like, kind I of... do understand, yeah, this, the, yeah, um, it may not be accurate as, yeah. Uh, either way, um, I really have to go to the bathroom, so I'm gonna make this quick. <laughs> no, you folks know. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to do our, my normal recap before rating. <laughs> I got to go. Um, so anyway, yeah, I made my point across everything, kind of, if you listen to the episode. Um, I, I didn't absolutely love this movie. Um, it was one of the, I think, more average turnouts for Marvel. Um, above average. Right. But, I mean, yes, it's no DC film. <laughs> that being said, I didn't absolutely love it. Maybe that's because... I need to see it again, um, and just too much was thrown at thrown at us. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of coming in at a, like a minus three, minus three and a half on this right now. Okay, I thought it was good, not great. I liked yeah. aspects of it. I liked <laughs> parts, but not the collective whole. Yeah, I can, I can see that, especially mm-hmm. with some of the stuff that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah. Um, see that one. Yeah, but I do think I, need, I would benefit from a second viewing. Yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and rewatch this, especially since I missed the end end credits scene. I saw the mid credits, mm-hmm. not the end end one. And okay. so, we, uh, recap our rating system. And for those of you that don't understand what it is that Brian just said, our rating system actually starts out at zero is a perfect film, as in we found zero faults with it whatsoever, and then because we are just weird. We take points away from zero, so we end up with what has been described as a very negative rating system, and it'll be little niggles, like if you watch our Lincoln review, that one was like minus 0.1 because we, there's only like one thing we actually had any problem with. Don't listen to any folks he's lying about me, I didn't do that. <laughs> all, okay. all the way down to, Mordecai, and I'm just going to say go listen to that to find out what <laughs> Mordecai is. Mordecai is the high or the low end of the rating system. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is officially known as Mordecai. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, with that being said, I, I think I'm going to come in at, say, a minus uh, 1.5 at this point. This might be one of our bigger discrepancies. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I, two point. Yeah. I, I really like what they did with the story, and uh, I'm a big fan of some of the stuff they did in it and yeah a little annoying about the like kind of the, the trivializing a couple of the characters so that mm-hmm. they did just feel like background actors who, yeah. sorry Miss McAdams <laughs> you yeah. know we, 
We wish he could have been in it. <coughs> uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's really about it. I, I just had like those couple of little niggles, and then uh, yeah, I I do think the characterization was where it fell down the most for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to rehash it too much because obviously you just listened to an hour of us talking Absolutely. about it so <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, I think that's it for me you got that, anything else there? nope I'm yeah I'm all, right. all set alright <laughs> well in that case I've been Paul and I've been Brian see you both man.